Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Welcome to episode 116 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. I'm Joey. I'm Megan. So joining us today, we have a very special guest, Thank comic you. creator Alex Daw. Thanks oh. for being here. Thanks for having me. This is really exciting. Thank you again. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for, uh, it's like your first podcast you've been on, right? It is. It is. And first interview too. So well, Welcome. Good. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we don't let you down. So. Hopefully I don't let you guys down. No, you're no, fine. That was a good no, show though, guys. Be yeah, it was yeah, a good yeah, show. Awesome. I'll see you all next week. Wow. Yeah. Off to watch Aquaman for the tenth time. Right, there you go. <laughs> Jeez, really? No, maybe you don't know. You know my life. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, today we're going to be talking comics, of course. Yep. Alex, you know, was gracious enough to uh, let us read his comic, Empress. We're also going to review Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and Aquaman becoming a billionaire. So let's get started. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. What were your concerns, and what did you think? Honestly, I really didn't have any concerns. I was, um, my wife went with me and it was surprising because we were just going to go, I thought we were going to see Aquaman. Yeah. Because I mean, she's just like, do you want to see a movie? I'm like, sure. And so I always just go and whatever she sees, we see. And she's like, I kind of want to see the Spider-Man movie. I looked at her and I'm like, stop. And you start walking back to your car. Or <laughs> don't don't get my hopes up on something like this. And then we're going to go see something. You You're know. like, huh, that will be two for Aquaman, please. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but no, so yeah, we both went and uh, and we saw it. Uh, uh, Seven o'clock show last night. And it was, uh, it was awesome, man. I mean, you, uh, I think it won the Golden Globe for best animated mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Not surprised. And there were times where you, you forget you're watching an animated yeah. film. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how yeah. good it was. And, uh, you know, so obviously they converge in the different dimensions of the Marvel Universe. And, you know, they have Peter Parker, old version, regular version. You know, you have Miles Morales and then, uh, you know, Gwen Stacy, uh, a bunch of, you know, Spider-Ham. Mm-hmm. John Mulaney was <laughs> voicing him. And, and then Noir, uh, Nicolas Cage. Uh, so, you know, they bring all these Spider-Men together, you know, and they have to fight the Kingpin. And, and uh, it was just it was really great. And prior to seeing this, I already started reading the Miles Morales Spider-Man comic, and I'm I was fifty some issues in, you know, when I finally saw this. So wow, um, I didn't realize how recent the Miles Morales character was because he was just created in like 2011. Yeah, something like that. So it's not even like ten years old. That's yeah, crazy. and and uh, it's I love the comics. Mm-hmm. Now the comics though they're a slow burn. You know, I mean mm-hmm. if if I was reading it as they were coming out at the time. I probably would have gotten a little frustrated, like, oh, God, this has got to go somewhere soon. Please, God, kill me. But, you know, being able to read it all at once, you know, it was was awesome. That's the case with most comics. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um, But no, man, I got to tell you, it was a great movie. I uh, Two thumbs up. Three, if you include the one growing out of my back. um, (laughs) What are you drinking over there? (laughs) Don't worry about what I'm drinking over here, Josh. It's Megan's coffee. It's Megan's coffee and cigarettes. So... Uh, no, good stuff. I mean, if you haven't seen it already, I know it's been out for a while, mm-hmm. but, uh, they usually... changed a few things, didn't they? From the comics to the movie. Yeah. There's a, especially considering his uncle. Sure. Um, there's a little bit of an origin change there, but it, everything worked. 
Sure. You know, it was a really, really good film. Yeah, I thought great I, voice acting too. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, Lee Schreiber did Kingpin. Yeah, I didn't know that until I looked yeah, it up after the he, he was really, he was really good. It up, yeah. Um, and then I didn't know. I thought uh, Jake Johnson was going to be doing all the you know regular Peter Parkers, but I didn't know that it was Chris Pine. Yeah, because when it began, beginning. I was like, that yeah. sounds so much like Chris Pine. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I think that's what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Sweet, totally different looking. And- yeah. And I, I gotta tell you, time. my favorite voice acting on the whole movie was the older Peter Parker. It was played by the guy who was in um, New, New Girl. Girl, Jake Johnson. Yeah, Jake Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, his voice acting was superb. like the out of shape Spider Man. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, it was really hilarious. So he was he did a good job. And go eating see that, it if you haven't seen yeah. it. Eating that big meal with the milkshake. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. you got money, right? Like, right. And <laughs> well, then you look in the back of the restaurant. It says it had like a C for the food rating or whatever by the health inspector. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I loved I loved all those like little Easter egg. I've seen it twice now, so I got to like look for you the get to pick it up more. And I caught it the first time, but when he flashes back to Uncle Ben mm, or whatever, yeah. given the that's the guy from the first Spider Man movie with Tobey Maguire, the guy who actually played Uncle Ben. Yeah. Oh, that was him giving his or they like used the archive. Oh, that's really um, cool. Yeah, or whatever. But I thought that was pretty cool. And then do you get, have you guys watched Community at all? I did you know, the first pieces. two or three seasons. You know Donald yeah. Glover, then? yeah. There's that scene where he's waking up and he has a Spider-Man pajamas on. Mm-hmm. That was on in, in um, uh, Miles' uncle's place. Yeah. That scene. First of all, Donald Glover voiced Miles Morales on like the animated right. show or something. And he was the inspiration was, for that character too, I believe. Yeah, a little bit. And then he was also he also played Aaron, um, the Prowler, in uh, Homecoming. Right. But we didn't see the Prowler character. Yeah. There's a deleted scene I just saw where he's, you know, in Homecoming, he gets uh, stuck to his car. Yeah. And he actually makes a phone call to Miles and tells him, I'm sorry, I'm going to be late. Something came up. Yeah. So that was, which on, I'm man, glad they took out. in this car. <laughs> yeah. It was a good scene, but I think it would have definitely like shoehorned in a little right. too much, you know, because he did say he had a nephew and he'd be connecting the dots. Yeah. You know, I thought that was a good way to do it. But yeah, the animation is kind of like the Lego movie animation. It's kind of like, um, I was thinking more of like. Hesitant, you know how they. Well, move it looks like the studio who makes like Coraline and like Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's like kind of, it's like claymation, kind of like stop motion. I yes, guess. Yes. Um, but it looked like it was blended with something else. It wasn't right. Plain. It was. It was more of like a typical animation mixed with that stop motion right. thing, yeah. which was like. It wasn't jarring to look at, but I was just like, "This is like surreal." Like I've never. I couldn't imagine that this would blend so well together, but it does. Yeah, it works. and then the way they they really fitted it out to be a comic movie, you know, I mean, it felt like a comic panel every now mm-hmm. and then, and you know, just the way they, you know, they would letter things up on screen, and mm-hmm. you know, it was uh, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I like Nicolas Cage. I think uh, I hope this can be kind of a comeback. I, I guess at least with voice acting, it can be because I thought he was he did fine. He wasn't like crazy. It wasn't like Gary well, yeah. Bruce have you ever seen the Crude? He was great in that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's how he got this job. Huh? What was he in the crude? He was the dad. The main really? dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen. I've only seen like five minutes of that movie. <laughs> Typically, I stray away from a Nicolas Cage film, but uh, no, this was good. Except for Con Air. Except for oh, Con Air, I was horrible. <laughs> what? That was terrible. What about uh, John Cusack? He's cool. <laughs> no, it was a paycheck film. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> you think Malkovich was a, it was a paycheck for him too? Uh, I never saw that. Oh. Was he very I'm not a big Malkovich fan though either. Oh, you're not. No. <gasps> yeah. I'm really not. He looks like uh, he shouldn't live by a school. Kind of looks greasy, you know. Dark. I mean, that's. I just love his uh, SNL Christmas. <laughs> that was. <thing. laughs> you know, when I was younger, <laughs> we would suck on pennies, and it was a delight. <laughs> anyway, Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man's done. It was good. Go see it. 
It was still a pretty full theater too, actually, like five or six seats open, and that was it. You know, so I mean, it was, and that was on a crappy weather day. You know, so it was, uh, it was pretty good to see it still filled up. Yeah, there's, there's so much out right now. It's insane, like how they're all making. I mean, they're all making pretty good money. Aquaman, of course, is one billion. One billion. It's like that a up. Mexican been... porno star. No, it's James Wan plus one billion. Oh, sorry, my God, bad. you pervert! You ruined it. <laughs> Jeez. No, that's great though. I'm sure Megan's excited. She gets to see more uh, Jason Momoa. He came to town actually. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we yeah, didn't we bug him. We hung out. Yeah. Visit yeah. his grandmother. Yep. That was that was very sweet. You know? I know he's like movie star of the world right now, and came came back. Couldn't be bothered. I think he just hit last night. Like, cause the oh, numbers, it just hit last I think night. the numbers came in last night that it just crossed a billion. And uh, I think Forbes pushed an article that said, like, it topped Dark Knight or whatever. And then, of course, all the comments came in, which don't go and read the comic comments. I don't know why I did that. But uh, there was one who was like, well, let's not forget different prices. Uh, like, <laughs> like um, money's what? different now. And also it wasn't released in China. I'm like, OK, OK, no, 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 no. It, it hit a billion. There's one in every commentary. No, like yeah. ten. And then there was one who was just like, "This is the worst movie I've ever seen." DC sucks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> my, my favorite are the ones that say that before the movie is out. Those are yeah. my favorite. Well, then, well, then people were digging up tweets that are like, "Aquaman's gonna flop." Uh, it's like gonna be a huge loss for WB. Oh, yeah. And then you know, four weeks in a row, it. Then you're like, what do we come up with now? Oh yeah, yeah women are just gonna see this thing. It's not. Yeah. You know, because nobody else goes to see a Thor movie, but guys, you know. Social media is not happy unless it's bitching about something. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? Social media is never It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's that. it's been successful. I was really nervous it wasn't going to be. And yeah. Who would have thought, would... though, an Aquaman movie? The first right. DC movie to make a billion. Yeah, and he's usually the character that has always been historically panned. Yeah. yeah, which isn't fair because he's, act- in my opinion, he's actually one of the most powerful superheroes because he he has domain over ninety percent of the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mean, the only one that rivals that is Superman, who protects everyone. But still, I mean, Aquaman, he protects something that's vitally important to like the Earth, the, mm-hmm. the oceans, the seas, and everything. And like he's he's a king, you know. He's he's actually pretty, and he's he's a good character. And I'm sick and tired of people always just putting him down. Like um. Yeah, like on Big Bang Theory, I didn't like those. So he's oh, Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaman, Aquaman sucks, sucks fish pee. I don't like that. You know? Yeah. Well, that's just another reason that show sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten, it's gotten a little bit. The first few seasons were good. but I mean, yeah. personally, I always liked Aquaman as a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, My stepdad gave me a figurine he had of Aquaman, it swam and everything. I thought, like, that's a cool costume. And Some hmm. of my favorite Aquamans have always been different, like the Justice League Unlimited one, like where it's based on the 90s. You got a hook and a beard. He's kind of a badass. Yeah. And then, like... The Batman Brain of all was just this outrageous, lively king, you know, that was just with the beard. That was that was a, that was a very good Aquaman. I really liked that. I grew up with that. That was that was a good Aquaman. I, well, I think recently where you have the uh, Injustice game and then you had Flashpoint, that really showed a, a larger side of his powers, you know? And yeah. I think that maybe helped people come to see this film. I don't know. Well, Jason Momoa, of course, for you. Well, I didn't see it just because of him. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, he was a big I did. part of it. Yes. <laughs> But I, um, yeah. speaking of superheroes that we grew up with that we were fond of, Batman was always mine. Yeah. However, when Ben Affleck became Batman, then it just, I don't know why. I just, I look at him differently. Um, so I grew up with Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. yes. Yeah. And then I thought Christian Bale did a great job as well. But then they threw Ben Affleck in there and I just thought, no. Wait, you don't did. like Ben Affleck? No, I why? don't. Why? 
Um, he's literally, he's, he's the best Bruce Wayne we've ever had. Better than Bale. What would have been I've better said if they did he, a Batman is he kidding? movie? No, I've said before on the they know me. He's, yeah. he's being serious. Well, all right, Josh. It was nice <laughs> to be on this podcast. I'm going to go. <laughs> Oh, what would have been? I got rid of her like you told me to. Oh, what? You guys are gonna hate me for this? I actually liked Ben Affleck as Daredevil. I did. You know. Oh, Daredevil. I, yeah. I, I mean, I grew up when super movies were just starting out, and like you know. Yeah. I liked it. I don't care what anyone says. And you know, he was a good Daredevil, even though the movie was hard to do. I mean, obviously the Netflix series does a better job, but still, you gotta admit for a first try, it wasn't too bad. Sure. So, and like, I mean, because maybe in in your defense, maybe if they did a Ben Affleck Batman movie before Batman versus Superman, like where they explored his character more, like some people wanted, it went better. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's amazing. But I don't know. That's just maybe I just offering that. I like I like the look of Daredevil and everything. You know, I like the I, I think the costume. Well, you know, the the Netflix costume is pretty good, but that one they had for that movie is kind of cool it had it had the D&D right there and then yeah. the eyes and you need to get the yellow kind of like a jump yeah, like the, a jumpsuit but kind of like, like a, a body armor something. kind of thing and yep. the, yeah. the retractable cane yeah I mean that was pretty good and like um that that teeter totter scene's really hard to watch now the wire work you it know is. I'm like oh the what you know when him and Electra are flipping on kid equipment you know oh yeah like in uh, Catwoman where she's at the playground, she has the basketball, and she showed off her cat, her new cat powers. She's like dribbling and stuff. I'm like, how is this Catwoman? What is this supposed to mean? Would have been better if they replaced it with a ball of yarn or something. Yeah, would have been better if they didn't do that scene at all <laughs> or the movie. Yeah, just go back to square one and then stop. The point is, all you DC haters, it, it was worse before, you know, <laughs> and it's better now because we have Ben Affleck as Batman. And <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just terrible. Why? I like Ben Affleck as an actor. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that he should be a superhero because I did. I didn't think that he. I no, he's not a great superhero. Period. What if he? Are was you a... really trying to get rid of me? No, <laughs> sweetheart. Come on. No. What if Ben, ben Thanks, Affleck Joe. was a villain? What, now you've what, gone and mm, uh, uh, effed up. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Effed up. No f words on the podcast. Sorry. I, well, I didn't technically say it. <laughs> there's no rule. I don't think there's no, you a can rule. actually say it was been said. I know no that. Yeah. Oh. I will say one of my favorite Affleck parts, and it wasn't really even Affleck, but it's um, in uh, <laughs> Affleck. <laughs> it was in the um, it was Batman versus Superman when uh, he goes to rescue Superman's mom. Yep. Fighting in that warehouse scene, that that fight, that was fantastic. I was like, holy crap. Yes, mm-hmm. I did like that. But that again, was, as long as was, I pretended that it wasn't Ben Affleck in the costume. Well, see, that's yeah. just I mean, yeah, but it couldn't be Bale. Whoever the stunt you ever guy watch was. The Bale fight scenes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I never looked at it like that. Where's Rachel? <laughs> Where's the trigger? Uh, I liked his raspiness. I did too. It made sense. I don't... I, I don't understand why people give him so much crap for that because it was the real world. If you were just went around like. Where's Rachel? You'd be like, oh, hey, you're Bruce Wayne. I know who you are. Exactly. Right. Well, never ben do Affleck that just the... kind of sounds like he's trying to poop when he does it. <laughs> he's a voice modulator. What are you talking about? That guy needs to be fired. Well, they never do that on the animated series, though. Well, that, so. No, that's exactly. But like, so Dark Knight was supposed to be in the real world. Animated series is definitely not in the real world. He can go right. around talking however and then be like, whoa, where's Bruce Wayne in all this? Huh? <laughs> who, 
Who are you? Well, it's, the same, it's the same concept of only glasses separates Clark Kent from Superman. Right. You know? I mean, right. That's you got to suspend it. I mean, if you're if you're gonna get that granular in your critique, you shouldn't be watching a comic book movie because if you can't suspend belief a little bit, yeah, get the hell out of the theater. Right. Yeah, I'll tell you though, Michael Keaton. Do you follow his Instagram at all? Oh man. Oh, um, no. Is it good or bad? It's really it's great. Oh, okay. Um. He. uh <laughs> he said, "Oh man," I was like, "Oh no." He posted up like a picture of like a bat symbol and and putin was somewhere and you know he's he's not a big russia fan you know the whole trump trump thing and he just said something like don't make me put the suit back on you know but it was pretty cool you know that so funny. yeah don't make me get the bat fro back <laughs> right. out. I don't, i'm not sure who's my favorite about him i definitely like the michael keaton or like at least the um the first two Dirty Tim Burton. Uh, Tim, Tim Burton. Burton yeah. yep. I like the first two movies. I don't know why. Maybe because it just like puts Batman in like his pulp era place, and like that's kind of like where Batman's supposed to be. I mean, even if in modern times, you know, you got like these gangsters, you got have these mm-hmm. hood and stuff. You got this kind of fun feel like with the Joker and the Penguin. It's just like it's just a. It's I feel it's like Batman is greatest. And that's kind of how I had hoped that Suicide Squad would turn out to be. Is that um. Kind of how um, I, God, no, I don't even know what I'm saying. <sighs> like how comic-y it Steve felt? is staring at me and I can't concentrate. Um, <laughs> no, your just, eyes, your purse. Maybe, because maybe, I'm insanely handsome and she that, can't handle yes. it. I've so. always told Steve that he's slightly right, she um, knows. intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's my face. It's terrible. Don't look at it directly. You'll be fine. <laughs> don't look at me. Um, I had hoped that Suicide Squad would be like... Um, the feel that you get, and I don't know how you just refer to it as, so I'm not going to say. What did you say? Like, um, what did you? What did you just like the say? Pulp era Thank type, you. Yeah. I couldn't think of that term. I liked that, especially yeah. with Penguin. If you remember, the, I I had hoped that maybe we'd have a feel of that, and I that's what? we didn't get that. But we. Well, I, I like Suicide Squad. I didn't. I I, I oh, didn't I'm care sorry. what anyone says. Um, no, no, no. You're not. You're not <laughs> criticizing me. Everyone has their own opinions. I respect yeah. those. It just for me that was like. When I felt DC was really, really kind of trying to do their own thing and really making their movies better, you know, because they, they did like the characters better, they did Joker better, like they did Harley Quinn was good and like Deadshot. I did like her character. Yeah, um, I think the only reason it was like that as bad as it was was just because of how it was cut. You I know, think so too. The, you weren't really sure. Very disjointed. Well, the people who made it, you said the people who made it was the company who cuts trailers, so they didn't know how to cut movies. Yeah, it was a trailer company. That yeah. Made it. So, so WB was like, good idea. Let's just have them. So like you down. had the characters. We just didn't get the development because the company didn't yeah. know how to, how to do that. Right. I actually just watched it maybe a month ago because I was like getting mm-hmm. ready for Aquaman. And I still enjoy it as much as I did. Like it's an enjoyable movie. It's not up there with like Man of Steel or BVS or now Aquaman for me. But one thing I liked about it was like how like the relationship between Harley and Joker was a bit more mutual than it is in the comics, which... um. You know, I know, some people fans don't like that, but like, it's it's nice to see that, you know, like in this scenario, you know, at least there's, there's some some mutual thing on there. Like when Harley Quinn, you know, falls into the van, Joker's like questioning whether or not to jump in there. He's like, ah, screw it, and he jumps in after her. Mm-hmm. So it's different, but like you know, it's it's a it it, it I liked it. You know, I, I like the though. extended cut the best. Yeah. I think that suited, even though it's like PBS. only thirteen minutes extra or something. But you it get still that adds that adds a little more. You get more of um, Harley Quinn before she was Harley Quinn. Also, as a doctor chasing him down and stuff. Also, the scene where Batman arrests uh, Deadshot that was that made the movie for me. Yeah, because the way he swoops down and just that like, was it good. Looked, it looked like he was out of the animated series. Well, and it also reminded like, me of that first shot of Keaton as he mm-hmm. comes down. Yeah, well, it was way. Gotham. It was Gotham shot, in uh, yeah. Christmas time too. That was which cool. is always beautiful to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I want more of that. Yeah, I just hope WB and I heard uh, Matt Reeves they're gonna possibly shoot in the fall, maybe. Hopefully, they, yeah, it's like November is like the reported date. Yeah. Um, and now there's all these reports saying like the casting for Batman should come out by the end of the year. It's like yeah, no shit. We're in January. Of course, it's gonna come out by the end of the year. <laughs> well, that's just the thing, you know. Before Aquaman came out, they're like same day. There's two headlines. First headline was like it's gonna be a great film, and then the second one's like it stinks. It's terrible. And they've done that with. I mean, every film that comes out, they do that with. It's just make up your mind. Yeah, it, well, they yeah, just want to be ahead of the curve. With with DC, it's always gonna be it's either as good the best comic book movie since The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Or the worst comic book movie since Batman and Robin, or Batman and Robin level bad, whatever, however you want to say it. And then with Marvel, it's going to be like, oh, it's the godfather of comic book movies. That's what every, if you pay attention, that's what every review says after a new Marvel or DC movie comes out. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Aquaman, like, oh, it's it's not, yeah. It's not I Dark sense Knight. the Dark Knight. It's like, I don't, well. But I'm like, what are you looking for when you make that comparison? You can let it be its own thing. Dark Knight too. was very real. Do you want every comic movie to be that way? No, especially if dark and real. And to all, these, to all the viewers listening, just here's my advice: don't listen to Craig's. Don't listen to opinions. Just go see a movie. If you like it, mm-hmm. you like it. Don't listen to anyone else. And just try not to compare. Just enjoy it for what it is. Because honestly, a lot of people put a lot of hard work in the movies. They're all going to be different. They obviously can't do it all the same. Just enjoy mm-hmm. the movie for what it is. If you like it, great. If you don't like it. Just, just enjoy it. And That's I think it. people are getting smarter now because look at Venom's success. That guy, oh, yeah. like, totally, like, mm-hmm. critics hated that film. Yeah, I still, I still need to see that. Well, I was going to say it's the same <laughs> thing with, like, Glass is coming out this weekend. Yes. And it's the reviews, the embargo just lifted, like, Tuesday or Wednesday of this past week. And people, like, review, uh, critics, like, hate it. Mm. And but and then you go re- read why. It's, it's not action-packed. Well, yeah, neither was Unbreakable. Unbreakable really wasn't action-packed. No, it was at just all. like. More of like a mystery, like thriller yeah, type of thing. Yeah, psychological type. And then thriller. another one, um, this is real. It said, it's kind of hard to follow if you haven't really seen the first two. Yeah. You got to watch the first two <laughs> to understand the third one. That's how <laughs> movies work. <laughs> yeah. You can't just jump into the Hobbit without seeing the Lord of the Rings movies, you know? I mean, well, technically. Or like Harry the, Potter, like yeah. inter- book five. Like, yeah. I don't get where we're at. It just this doesn't seem well on its own. Yeah, that's. Of, an, of, of a trilogy <laughs> personally i just think the whole review system is rigged you know people oh, aren't gonna well, like especially it. it's rotten tomatoes yes like and people aren't going to like a movie unless it's like it's an oscar winner or something mm-hmm. or like um well there have been some pretty strange ones that i found got good reviews like uh, get out you know mm-hmm. i was surprised that got a good review and then like um that other horror movie uh the one you're not allowed place? to talk um, quiet yeah, place. quiet place. Quiet place. Yeah, like going with the guy from the office. I I was surprised that was good reviews. So like, so I'm saying, you know, sometimes that surprises me. But still, like a lot of more times, people are just going to rate because they're not. Because I feel like they're trying to build up hype for the Oscars or something. But that's just my opinion. There's movies you can just have fun with. You don't have to expect them to be, yeah, yeah. Oscar worthy. You know, and if well, they're it's not, also, it's not doesn't mean they suck. It's also, just, critics beca- have become such personalities now. Yeah, like they get special treatment if they. And they say they don't. They say, like, oh, I'm not on Marvel's payroll. I'm not, you know, a Marvel shill. But they also get special treatment if they (laughs) review, you know. You see a picture of them at the the premiere. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which thing in the film? I loved it. It was great. I mean, they said, I mean, some people hated Aquaman because it was in the water too much. Point of the movie. Yeah, that's the yep, exactly. Aquaman. Or what do they want? Do they want him in the sky or something? 
They don't want him on the moon? No, no, he's not moon, man. Oh, he's not another Sky part, man. I will say, the only thing I really hate about Aquaman, Pitbull. Do you know Pitbull? Yeah. He does a, he does a cover of uh, Africa by Toto, <laughs> and they play it. It's only like 30 seconds, yeah. um, but it's awful. It's wow. like an awful 30 seconds. <laughs> it's the worst part of the movie. Um, my fr- <laughs> My friends and I just turned to each other like, I hate this. Oh, Pitbull. That was that was the only bad part of the movie for me. I just remembered that. I'm glad we live in a world so where traumatic. someone can take themselves seriously and call themselves Pitbull. <laughs> or The Rock. Or The Rock. Hold on. He's Dwayne. He, he oh, doesn't really God, call himself The Rock anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like that, he's the, Dwayne Johnson. The last Johnson. part of that song was great. Like the part we remember. But yeah, the beginning of the... Didn't he rap or something? Yeah, he like it? rapped and then... Do you not remember that? Good. I mean, you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe it from your memory. <laughs> it's... Done. <laughs> it's rough. She blocks out bad experiences, so that's it makes do. sense. I would say that I block out <laughs> things that aren't important. So if it wasn't a vital part of the movie, I probably just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, to it was. It. it was really. It was yeah. a transition scene. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. They're like doing the whole Baywatch thing, walking out of the water. Uh huh. And then they get on that plane, and then they start playing Africa. I mean, I remember that, yeah, but I, I guess remember I don't that. remember it at the same time. No, yeah, you're lucky. I I wish I could not remember it. I've seen it twice now, <laughs> and it's awful. <laughs> but then, it, but then it does a good job of just go, going back. Into yeah, the movie. Do we know where the song is on the charts? With Pitbull, um, zero, zero. The that, or, that good, or, huh? Whatever the top. <laughs> it's zero because nobody remembers it in the movie. Oh, <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> that's good. Nice. <laughs> like the r kelly song gotham city Ooh, that, that gem that's really? a good topic right now <laughs> oh you know i didn't think about that whoops is that from the lego batman movie it's from batman and robin really he oh. goes gotham city <laughs> oh yeah it's been a while since i've seen that so. yeah wearing a cowboy hat on a motorcycle i have no idea I've only, riding through new york i've only seen where he just real. belts out gotham city for no reason <laughs> well you know we've been talking about all these comic movies and stuff how about we go to the source of where this all began movies Take us there, Steve. Comics. 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 Um, so one thing that's going on recently, I don't know if anyone uh, here uses Comixology to read comics online. Sometimes. They have an unlimited service, and they've had one now for, I don't know, a year or two. Um, it's $5.99 a month. It's primarily just more indie comics. Marvel jumped on about a year ago, and so there's a lot of different Marvel comics that you can read on there. And so... For me, it was that was why I got it, and then I got I got Marvel Unlimited, and I'm like, well, they got twenty thousand comics, I don't need Comicsology Unlimited anymore. I'm getting ready to cancel. DC is now on oh, Unlimited. Yeah, I think I just read about that. Now you have you have that, and then DC's own app, the uh, DC Universe. There's more DC comics on Comicsology than there is on their own app, but it's worth it. I mean, sure. you know, if you want to, they they have a ton more stuff. So, I mean, I've been diving into a lot over the last few days. Um, yeah, as a person with no life, I'm just you know being able to do that. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's it's a pretty cool thing. So if if you're out there using it, or if you're you know, if six bucks is a good cost for someone for a month, you can read just a crap ton of of cool things. I would recommend it uh, for people that. You know, trying to save money on comics. They don't want to go to the store every week or they don't want to spend, you know, 50 sure. bucks a month on on new stuff. There's a whole ton of stuff out there. And it's six bucks. And it's basically like a borrow system. You can borrow the comic. You read it. Uh, you return it. Because you can only borrow, I think, up to 50 at once, which I found sure. out. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. 
So well, I wonder what that means for the DC Universe app. Like, are they going to be able to get build more, more comment well, comic inventory? Or? Their library is still like not completely full. It's, it's weird. Yeah, and they're adding to it, but they sure. still take stuff away a little bit. And sure. and DC's way more financially needing, I feel like, than Marvel is because. Like the Titans uh, for the Rebirth series, the whole volume one is out um, on Comixology Unlimited, but then it skips to volume three. So you know, I think their 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 ploy is well, if they want to really keep going, mm-hmm. someone's gonna have to at least buy one of them, right? right you know, right, and, right. and and there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, you know, whereas Marvel Unlimited, it has everything from the 1940s on up, you know, and. Wow. Um, it's nice. pretty. It's pretty yeah. cool. So, and and that's only nine ninety nine a month. I only buy a new comic if I feel like, hey, there's some hype around it, like Action Comics one thousand, sure, that of sort of thing. Um, but yeah, there's so much archive stuff there. It's worth six bucks a month if you if you don't have it. So nice. There's the plug. I'm not getting paid for that. Megan uh, has offered to pay for everyone's first month subscriptions Whoa, cool. to Comics Unlimited. So thank you, Megan. That's, that's so very, awesome. Can't back gracious. out now. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so I'm going to set up a GoFundMe page <laughs> and use the proceeds from that. Nice. Other comics, um, brand new last week, um, Young Justice. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis is writing this one. Uh, and I just thought, well, I know the show's coming out again soon. It's, it's out. It's, out it's got now. six episodes okay, out right now. Sweet. Let's see again. That's. I'm really old. I don't know. I, I haven't watched any of it. I'm probably going to wait and binge. I was, I'm a huge Tim Drake fan, mm-hmm. and that's the Robin they're using in the Young Justice comic. I had no idea. I just picked it up. I'm like, oh, it's number one. I'll just read it, see what it's like. And it's like, God damn, this was really, really good, you know? So nice. I'll probably end up buying it and then not reading it for like seven or eight issues so I have enough to read at once. Sure. Um, but it was really good. And then uh, The Green Lantern by Grant Morrison uh, is a new Hal Jordan series, um, and it's been pretty stellar so far i'm not going to give away spoilers but in the last couple pages that could really uh impact the go forward for hal jordan as a character so it was uh, he die nope Does he kill someone? so there's uh, a lot of different <laughs> no spoilers um <laughs> activities that go on in this comic that oh. make you kind of scratch your head a little bit artwork's phenomenal it really is i'm not sure how i feel about the third issue but uh it was newsworthy if if you've read it so hmm. speaking of uh, Green Lanterns, I was uh, like, this is the new just you were saying this is the new Young Justice comic, right? Mm-hmm. The new team. Uh, I, I understand they're bringing like a new a teenage Green Lantern. In there. How was <laughs> how was that? Man? So um, Green Lantern is like my favorite character. Like, yeah. And uh, they uh, in the book, they um, call her Teen Lantern. And <laughs> she's like, I've got to get a new name. I mean, they kind of make fun of that a little bit. Um, it really focused more around. um Tim Drake and Cassie, uh, and then Impulse, and then yeah. you know the kind of peripherally and in, you know uh, introducing Teen Lantern um, and a couple other characters. But uh, I mean, it was off to a pretty cool start. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Um, but it was just more of an intro and not a huge, huge scene thus far or a huge intro to the character. Mm. But I mean, it was a fun book. I mean, sure. it wasn't. Uh, it didn't feel like hey, this is strictly just for kids, and it didn't feel like. Um, it was strictly just for adults, right? Yeah, it was. It was just. It was just a fun book. You know, I think anyone at any age could have read that and enjoyed it. So, um, and they're saying it's going to have DC universe implications to it, to the wider universe. Really, that that book will. Um, that stuff hasn't happened yet, but they alluded to a few things in there that was pretty cool. 
So, and Brian Michael Bendis, I, he, that guy can't do any wrong, in my opinion. So he's doing a really good job. Yeah, course, since before. he's been to DC, he's... Uh, hasn't even been a year yet, right? No, it hasn't even been a year yet. I mean, it might have technically been a contractual year, but as far as the stuff that's been out, um, not quite. And, you know, he's the one who created Miles Morales, we were been, we've been talking yep. about, and uh, just a phenomenal Marvel run, and so far, so good on DC. You think they'll adapt some of what he's come up with for a possible Green Lantern movie whenever that happens? I don't know. It's I just about thirty years, so yeah. <laughs> from, what I, from what I hear, like they're changing it, so it's going to be Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz. Which, if that's true, I'm looking forward to that because Jessica Cruz is like my favorite Green Lantern. She's the most relatable. She most defies what it means to be a Green Lantern, turned by constantly overcoming fear. So, but again, like uh, comparison with like other movies, we haven't really heard much, you know. So. Yeah, anyway. They're going to be very cautious, I'm sure. And Justice League is the closest we've gotten recently. We had that one Green Lantern yeah, in the past, a, that, that was battle. a nice little uh, yeah. Easter egg there. Yeah. Which I can't remember what, which There's... one that was. Or hmm? Well, they said it was one from like a very early Green Lantern comic, but then it might have been Snyder. I can't remember who. They said it wasn't that. So oh. we were not really Well, obviously it wasn't up in Soar. So. No, no, but it was like some alien. Yeah, it was thousands of years ago. So Sure. You were there. Earth had a Green Lantern. Yeah, I was there. Too. <laughs> so our I was in my mid-50s. Yeah. Part of the Green Lantern series. It didn't just start with Abin Soren and, Hal- and Hal Jordan. Right. We, we, were, we were part of the loop. The Guardians of the Universe, they did care about us, and they gave us a Green Lantern, and they helped defend, and one died in honor. So thank right. you for that, uh, Guardians of the Universe. Thank you. <laughs> Something else that just came out on the DC Universe streaming app, the Aquaman TV pilot from 2006 or something like that with uh, oh, Justin yeah, Hartley. Yeah. Which who, he's he played on, Green and Green Arrow. And Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou, Dim- Lou Diamond Phillips. It was called... Uh, what's his? What's the bay called that Aquaman lives in? Is it... Mariner uh, Bay or... Huh? Is it Mariner Bay? Or? No, it's... Uh, oh, God. I can't remember. Green it Bay. It sounded stupid. Like, all, all I've seen was like... Just Justin Hartley shirtless in the water. I'm like, is this supposed to be Aquaman or is this like promotional tease? Um, but I think it's on the DC Universe app. I want to check it out and just experience how awful it was. This is the one that was like supposed to be a spinoff from Smallville or yes, something? Yes, kind yeah. of. And but, it was a different But Justin Hartley was... You didn't like Smallville? Drunk. I don't hate Smallville. <laughs> Did you enjoy Smallville? I might have... I, I this isn't a mystery a show. You can just say yes. Uh, it's okay. My cousin's uh, she's huge into that. She likes mm-hmm. it, but I um I don't know. Yeah, uh, I like. I thought it was enjoyable. You guys, you you guys guys never like watched this. it. In was I, isn't weren't wasn't that a CW show too? Yeah. yeah. Well, WB. Oh, w- first. And then, yeah, and, and then, then CW. CW. I mean, if it's on CW, then I'm obviously gonna like it because that's right. like teen lifetime. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You guys are like this. In high school, I had this I had Shakespeare class, and my Shakespeare teacher was such a huge Superman fan, and he openly admitted he had a guy crush on the guy who played Superman in Smallville. Tom Welling? Yeah. I like, believe it. He's a beautiful man. Yeah. It was just like... He's a very... Just, he very just, handsome. We just constantly talk about it. It was just like so oh, funny. Constantly? Well, like not, well, not constantly, but like he would... Good morning, class. I still have a crush on Tom Welling. <laughs> Tom Welling 101, everybody. <laughs> Isn't this math? Shut up. It was, it was hilarious to see like someone have that big of a crush on a Superman actor. So that was a 10-year run, Smallville. Mm-hmm. And they have a comic of season 11, I believe. I, I don't... Yeah, I read it. They introduced Batman it, so. and Wonder oh, Woman. Oh, it shows yeah. how good it was. Oh, yeah, they had Batman on there. He looked so dumb. <laughs> really? Yeah, they had they Batman, Wonder Woman. Um, they had, they had, um, I think they had uh, uh, James Gordon's daughter as Nightwing. Uh, oh yeah, Barbara Gordon was Barbara Nightwing, Barbara and Gordon, she dated 
Dick Grayson or something. Really? Yeah. They, just, they was, went all out. Yeah, they just for said season eleven. <laughs> right after they got canceled. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, but yeah, the uh, hang myself with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank God it was just a comic though, so you never have to see right. someone in the, those outfits. Fair enough. Um. But I liked it because it introduced myself. It had Jensen Ackles of that. Uh, pre-Supernatural because like he was in like season two and then I think they started Supernatural like the next year or something. Enjoyed Smallville. I don't know if I wouldn't have enjoyed Aquaman though. I think right. it had a good start. I just think it maybe went on oh, too Oh, it long. got weird towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just lot. didn't like them introducing everything. Like, like they had Jimmy Superman. He's going to, you know. Well, like they had Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, that was they, silly. <laughs> Do you remember this? Uh, I they kill him me. off. They killed Jimmy Olsen off. Spoilers, Steve. Spoilers. If you're ever going to watch Spoilers. I'm good. <laughs> Roll. And then um, he's at, they're at the grave site or whatever, and they look at the tombstone, and it just says, Scott, uh, in parentheses, or like in quotes, Jimmy Olsen. So Jimmy was like a nickname. Hmm. And then at the very, the very last episode, his twin brother comes in, who is Jimmy Olsen, and then he's just Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> It's so dumb. Good for them. <laughs> Good for them. So they, they had a nickname for the other son, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, come here, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> we have a guest on the show, Alex Daw. He is a creator of Empress. So, Alex, tell us uh, a little bit about the character, the comic. Let's hear it from you, uh, Empress. Well, Empress, uh, Mother's Handmaiden, that's her title, like Dark Knight or Man of Steel. Empress is the story of a former evil industrialist known as Ursula Nolan, who lost her parents when she was very young, and this affected her so greatly that she turned their that she turned her hatred towards nature and her parents' company into like one of progress and industrialism and pollution. And she's become like she's she overall become a bitch, you know. Mm-hmm. And like um, she's done a lot of horrible things, and like but then like one day she she's all on a construction site for a new office. It's all halted by this nature kind of interference so she goes off looking for who's did it and she comes across the mother nature who kind of gives her a penance for her sins by having her feel psychologically all the pain she's afflicted on the earth and that kind of and this is all part but it turns out it's all part of the bigger plan she wants empress she's shown empress that she's still a good person heart or ursula and she wants her to become her herald for to protect the earth from all her from people who want to destroy it which is the empress her title and so Empress becomes the first superhero of my universe, and in the, in the process, one of her old um, employees or like contacts uh, unknowingly becomes like her first villain, Mister Decay, who has the power to rot, erode, and wither away anything he touches. So he's like, so Empress represents life, Mister Decay represents death, and they're kind of opposites of the spectrum because Mister Decay is losing everything while Empress is just gaining everything and mm-hmm. it's just it's a it, it's a classic story that involves a lot of redemption qualities um focuses on like environmentalism and harmful pollution like how we all need to make a change and it got all those classic superhero tropes that you love in a comic that you don't really see much of anymore because uh, we all love those and that's why we want it goes i want people to make sure that this is a comic but it's for a new age and it's got new new ideas in it but i just want people to say it's also super comic that we grew up with so that's why i want to see it so that's empress Nice. So, um, you know, picture yourself three, five years down the road. 
where do you see Empress heading uh, yourself in your career in comics? What would you like to see happen? Well, with Energy Comics, um, with Empress, we were hoping that she would become one of the title characters of our universe. She already has been through years of concept art. And um, about three or five years now, i actually like to have more superheroes out, which we're actually kind of working on. We'll have a new title series this late 2019. But like, well, I'd like to have like a whole team of superheroes out there, which... I'm working on but like with empress i want her to be the leader of it and you know overall with my career like uh, i would like to have my own like i'd be actually be printing comics instead of just doing them online you know actually maybe working with diamond which is the print comics in shops and just be kind of big around the world because i know it's a long road but i'm really like to go there i like to be a big publisher because that's why my big goal is to have a company that rivals like all the companies uh, obviously, I can't go to just be Marvel big so fast, but I like to be maybe Milestone big at first, then mm-hmm. maybe Valiant, Image, and then Marvel and DC and Zenscope. Sure, so, yeah, sure. But like, I have big goals and big ambitions, but I always aim for the stars. I'm willing to put in the work, and we all are. So, Zempress, we hopefully, hopefully becomes one of our big title series, goes down, kind of makes this revolution of new heroes, and just with all my heroes. So, sure. we're, I'm just, I have big ambitions for her, and I really want them to come together. Nice. So, you know, uh, looking at the art, uh, the art was great. Who's the creative team that's with you on this? Well, the artist is Matteo Prayer. He's an artist from Florence, Italy. And um, we he, I actually met him on DeviantArt years ago when I first started using the website. Um, he was doing um, kind of Marvel characters as Green Lantern core characters. And I asked him to do one of Empress as an Indigo Lantern. And we started to stay in touch over the years, um, on and off. And then recently he started, and when before we started working on Empress, he started posting his own comic book work. And I had just lost an artist who was going to work on Empress. And I asked him, hey, you want to be the artist of this comic? He's like, sure. So we got to know each other. We got to work on it. And this was actually his very first superhero comic. He's always done like um, horror and fantasy stuff because that's what he likes. But like he, this was a learning experience for him. So we were just had a, he helped bring my vision to life. So I am always thankful for that. And the editor-in-chief is my friend Webb, who has made me a better edit, a better writer. Because like he, he is a bit hard ass. And he grills me on like things that I... I mess up or like don't make sense and honestly because of all that i've grown and if i can offer anyone who wants to be in comics don't find someone who's going to be a yes man find someone who's going to grill your ass who's going to point out all your mistakes because you will grow and you will be a better writer for it and honestly these people will help you better than all those fans who say oh this is great i love this you should do more of this yeah right so really so, that's great so that's my creative team but like um uh, we started issue five on on online for empress which actually is going to be mateo's last issue because he has new opportunities coming up like a storyboarding for a new comic series in italy and uh so our new artist is going to be juan uh, from uh the philippines and he's going to be doing the next three issues of empress which is going to wrap up a storyline and then he's going to start our new title series zener so we're very excited for that fantastic nice so you know you're a big comic fan and and that's evident who are your some of your um creators that have been an influence to you well, obviously, I'm not just saying this because it's a tribute for him. Obviously, Stan Lee, because he created, like, so many characters, and, like, he's one of the icons, but, like, he's just a fun guy, and he he's legendary with all these characters, and, like, obviously, when I want to get comics, I would say I want to create as many as him, maybe more. But really, my, um, it's hard for me to keep track of who my favorite artist is. It depends on who's, like, doing the comics, because the artists change the comics, but my favorite writer, Downhands, has got to be Jeff Johns, because when I was starting to get into comics, you know, I picked up The Blackest Night and The Green Lantern, I just read it. I was blown away from it. I kept following Green Lantern all through that. And like he just he revolutionized Green Lantern with like all the different Lantern Corps, The Blackest Night, Brightest Day, and then War of the Green Lanterns. And then he invents all these new characters for 
DC Universe, like Element Woman and normally Jessica Cruz, my favorite Green Lantern. And he's done Harley Quinn, Justice League. Um, he's just he's just done everything that I've loved. And so like, he's just got this great writing style. He knows how to use different characters. I just he's my hero on that. So nice. Your comic series is online currently. Where can people find it? Well, like, it's on different places. Mainly, it's on a site called DeviantArt, which is an artist website for people to post their work and stuff. But we also have it on the site called Smack Jeeves and the Doug Web Comics. Those going it's going to be on there for a little while longer until we get finished wrapping up the story. And also, we're in the process of putting it on um, Webtoons and Tapas. So we got the first issue on there. We're going to putting the next three on there. Um, also, we have a Patreon, which uh, we're, we're always accepting new Patreons. It's a we're pretty cheap and we got good deals. We're trying to put more on there for our creators, and uh, it's like Patreon NRG Comics. So just look us up right there. So that so if you, especially because that's where the new pages post first every week. So you want to see them before we post them for free. That's where you go see it. You see Patreon because that's where we put all our stuff. So yeah, nice. What about uh, Facebook, Twitter presence, anything like that? Oh yeah, we uh, we have a few websites. We have Facebook and we have Twitter. Um, those are big ones. We're starting. We're still trying to get more readership for that because, like, you know, everyone's using that and it's hard to compare. But like, we're usually in the meta. We're trying to make. And we've gotten a lot of followers. And so, if you want to follow us on Facebook or Energy Comics or Twitter, like Energy Comics TM, uh, that's where you can find us. So, so yeah, subscribe to us, follow us. We would really appreciate your support, and we promise we will not let you down with what we have. I read it myself, and uh, Captain Planet came to mind when I was reading it. I really I like that, and I think uh, we lack that right now. You know, we do the intention to environments, and yeah. uh, I really a- really related to that. Yeah, when I first got Empress, like I got a lot of comparisons to Captain Planet, which honestly it was might have just it, that wasn't my intent because I honestly I didn't think of Captain Planet until after people started pointing sure. it out. But yeah, it does have that quality to it, and honestly, that's the environment is something that's important to me because there's obvious evidence that we need to make some changes, and people are making some changes. And we need to do more. That's one thing I want to like do with my comics is kind of put an important message in each of them. With Empress, it's environmentalism and just showing how like all these pollutions and stuff just harm our environment. I really mm-hmm. want to. Show people that we can make a difference. And sure. like I love superheroes, so if that that's why I show it through with superheroes. Because everyone loves those, right? So, right. Yeah. And I, I love your transition from the past to the present. You know, it it just as I was reading it, I could envision it in a, like a CW TV concept or even a movie. Just how yeah. well you transition to, especially the sceneries and all yeah. that. And it's funny because like sometimes when I read my comments, that's kind of how I picture them, like kind of in a movie station yeah. or like a TV show. Like how they're doing it, and like, cause I I do want those to be adapted, and my comics to be adapted for those, cause honestly, those would be big hits. But I mean, if it happens, it happens. I'm, I'm not in sure. it for the money. I'm just I want if I wanted to happen, I wanted to, cause like it'll happen. And yeah, you know, I've, I've thought about who I would want to play Empress, and my first choice is actually Christine Carlson Romano, who people remember as the voice of Kim Possible, or who was sure. like on Even Stevens. It's just people like that, but like um, but like when it happens, it happens. But I do want it to happen. But that sometimes when I create a comic, that's what I'm thinking of, like how I could adapt this to real life, sure, like, be played by real people, and it's it's a good exercise because like if you do that, then it kind of makes it seem like more of a real comic because it it could happen in real life. Absolutely. That makes sense. I really enjoyed it. No, I thought it was good. Thank you. Yeah, and I was I was going to ask you where else you were intending to go, um, but you just explained it in the beginning because when I read it, um, you get you know you get to the part where she's with um, Mother Earth. I think is what you said she was, yeah, and then I thought, okay, what, what, what's going to happen from here? So, yeah. but you've explained that. 
Yeah, um, so yeah, like I got big plans. I got a whole rogues gallery for her, like interactions mm-hmm. with all my other superheroes once we get them out. Like I said, Empress has become one of my most popular characters. She's probably like the most popular character of my universe of characters I've created over the years, and I really if anything, I think I would be happy with her being like the icon character, like the Spider Man or the Superman of my universe. Cause I'm curious because I, I kind of always root for the underdog. And so I know that she's got like a lot of that teen angst. I guess she's not a teen, she's an adult now, but she's got a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but her assistant, who I in my head called Julie, but I don't know if that's her name. No, that is Julie. Okay. Yeah. What is her story? Is she going to take a different turn? I mean, is she going to be a vital character in your comics i mean i'm as a reader i was and again you know i was just curious about what her role is going to end up being like she's kind of this mysterious side person that i don't know a whole lot about well julie i've always pictured she is empress's uh, ursula's best friend and Mm -hmm. she's always said to be her um closest ally in this Mm -hmm. and i don't really want to spoil for this but there were those two will actually go closer together to a point where it's the feelings aren't just based on friendship. It's actually something much more. Okay. And Julie is actually going to have her own story arcs, something like involving cool. her brother and like her own career and stuff. And obviously, with kind of like the relationship, there'll be on and off points, and like kind of the drama and stuff. But we, but she's one of my uh, like along with Empress, she's one of my favorite. She's one of the, my more popular characters. So she will be a major part of the story no matter what. Okay. That's so good. yeah. Cause... So again, so like if you get my message, she and Empress will be connected on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's great. I love all the, the characters you've introduced, and I, I look forward to reading more. So, yeah, thank you. I'm thank very you. happy for you, and it's so great to create something like that and put it out there. You know, I'm sure it's just uh, very fulfilling, and you know, it just opens up more doors. It know? does. I'm I'm ex- I can only go up from here. I know that, and I I'm excited to see where I go for this. And I just like I'm really looking forward to getting more Empress out, and then our new title series, Zener, which is coming out, which is. Essentially, is a psychic Superman, except like this Superman deals with like kind of Batman's issue, and he's got mentality issues, and it's like it's putting Superman in Batman's darker themes. I don't really like to compare, like right. unless I have to, but sure. Uh, I think people are really gonna like Zener because like he's a different take on like a archetype, and like he is going to be, and it'll be someone people can relate to, especially like if you have anxiety or like depression or something or like sure, some sort of, sure, you'll you'll relate to him because I try to relate to all my characters, yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And that series is actually going to be written by Webb, my editor, because he has the writing style that we need for Empress. And we've been hard work revamping all his villains and allies. And it'll come out like late 2019, we're hoping. So awesome. Yeah. It's fantastic. Come on anytime you want. Talk I'd, more. And I'd love to. I'd yeah, love to. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, Alex, thanks for coming on and really appreciate it. And I hope you had a good time. Oh, I had an awesome time. Thank you so much for this. My first podcast was awesome. Yeah. I'd love to yeah. do more of this. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, we just try to have fun and yeah. just kind of geek out. Pretty laid know? back. One more thing yeah. real quick. Um, we're actually in the process. We have our first printed volume of Emperor's Island. We're also in the process of putting it available to purchase. We're kind of either going to use eBay or Amazon or Comixology. One of those we're getting out. So keep your eyes peeled. We'll have it out soon. Thank you. Fantastic. Excellent. So with that said, I'm Josh. I'm Steve. I'm Joey. I'm Alex. I'm Megan. Take care. We'll be back. Bye.